Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Chad Ryland. He is a graduate student and kicker for the University of Maryland. He went from kicking in the Cedar Bowl to being a team captain for the Terrapins at the recent Duke's Mayo Bowl in North Carolina and recent NFL Combine invitee. Chad, welcome to episode 20 of the American Grown Podcast. Ah, thanks, Sully. Appreciate you having me on. I like 22, a little even number there. I yeah. Feel, that feels pretty good. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate you making it in and, and joining me for uh, for this episode. Uh, and I want to start off with a nice, easy question. Uh, what is a terrapin for all the listeners out there? Yeah, for everybody out there that doesn't know what a terrapin, specifically a Maryland terrapin is, um, it's a turtle. Probably one of the lower mascots in terms of intimidation factor but up there in terms of uniqueness with i think there's only one school in the country where yeah. their mascot's a terrapin and it's the university of maryland that's awesome yeah honestly i had to do a little research before you came along because i'm like what the, yep. how the heck's a terrapin like i just thought maybe some kind of uh bird is what i thought but uh no i was way off so let's start off growing up here in lebanon county what was that like yeah no so i grew up only child um Two parents are super supportive of everything I ever did, whether it's sports, um, when I was in the band in elementary school, middle school, anything. They were super supportive along with my extended family. And growing up in Lebanon County, like, started off normal, and then I slowly started to become a bigger fish in a small pond, and I wanted to branch out and see where I could go college-wise. Um, grew up playing soccer and baseball my whole life, uh, mainly a soccer guy. I played travel soccer year-round, and then baseball in the spring. Um, got to high school. Played varsity soccer as a freshman and all four years in high school. Played varsity baseball from sophomore year through senior year. And then started kicking football my junior year. And ever since started kicking, that sort of took took off and directed my career path. Took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, it took off for you for sure. Uh, So let's let's hit on the soccer and, and the baseball stuff. How did you go from, I mean, I guess soccer isn't a far stretch, but like baseball and then into to football, like how did you want to play football? Like who was it? Was there your father? Like who said, Hey, you should try kicking. Yeah, no, it was partially my dad. Um, and then partially too, we had watched, it was at Cedar Crest. Cedar Crest played lower dolphin and the kicker for lower dolphin at the time was Joe Julius who went on to play for Penn state. Um, he's a name some people might know and watched him kick the ball through the back of the end zone, really have a good leg. And knowing his soccer background, dad's like, Hey, maybe that's something, you could do have some fun doing more of a fun thing just to yeah. get the experience of playing football. Um, not necessarily thinking that would lead to my college, right? My and future. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, you know, while you're while you're playing soccer, baseball, was it ever on your mind to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to try football? Yeah, no, it it really wasn't until we got a pair of the metal kicking sticks okay. um, that sort of support the ball, so you can practice, and then two footballs and going out to the field and starting to kick and starting to kick. And then all of a sudden I'm back to the 40 yard line. Um, one of my first or Whoa. second times out yeah. a 50 yard field goal. And it happened to be at LVC where the LVC football team was holding a meeting in the bleachers. Really? Or like they were waiting for the coach to come out, talk to him, whatever. 
and I'm on the field. I'm like, well, they're not using the field. I'm going to keep kicking. Yeah. Some of the guys saw me kicking, kicking pretty good as a high school between right before my junior year. So sophomore summer ish, okay. they start heckling me a little bit, chirping at me and then keep backing up. And I'm at the 50 yard line. Dad's like, you sure you want to, yeah, yeah. In front you sure of, you want to do that? And yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's, guys. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's bang it. Like, let's hang it and bang it. Right. Um, end up drilling it, and all those guys are going, like, wow. kind of crazy. Like, they stop the heckling and sort of switch to, like, this guy's oh, good. shit, this guy's yeah. legit. And how young um, you were, too. And I was. And, I, and honestly, I didn't I didn't know didn't know anything. Like, I was just out there kicking. I, I actually think I was taking my steps backwards. So a lot of times you'll see guys walk backwards. Okay. Um, so their eyes are always on the ball towards the target. I completely turned my back. Took one, two, three steps, oh. turned around, go two over, yeah. and then kicked and and made it. But I was very young, very inexperienced, but it was that sort of was the catalyst. That's, um, that's a sign right there. Yeah, I mean, it for was. For you to make that kick yeah. at that age. Yeah. And I got to ask you, because you mentioned about the walking backwards, do you still, you don't still walk like that? No, and turn no, your no, back. no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, <laughs> that could be your signature, though. I that could have been like. I don't know. I might have gotten made. I might get made fun of. Um, yeah, but then on, if you kick like that, like you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, aside the point. Well, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so and I, I had read a little bit about you doing some research that you, and it blew my mind. You and your dad would sneak in, maybe not sneak in, but okay, yep. crawl under the fence at Earl Bolt Stadium here at Cedar Crest, and that's kind of where you would practice kicking. Yeah, yeah. No, I can I can go full into detail yeah. about that now because. I'm long gone. Right, um, right. Yeah, and yeah. I actually think they keep it open now a lot of the okay. time. So kids don't have to do what I did anymore. But uh, on that visitor bleacher side, closer to the scoreboard, there's like a double wide gate. That's a big gate. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's from water runoff or whatever, but there's big enough gap that uh, a high school junior and senior, whatever I was at the time, all those years, um, yeah. and his 50-year-old father could could slide under, throw the ball bag over, and then. That's go up phenomenal. on the field, kick, and ex- exit the same way. Yeah. Now, whose idea was it? Was this your idea, or uh, was it both you and your dad? I think it was a partial of both, because we always like I always like kicking on turf, okay, because the grass isn't that well maintained yeah. over at the high school. Right. So whenever we'd kick on the grass, I if I didn't kick well or whatever, I would get visibly upset. My dad didn't like the grass either, and yada yada. yada. So we're like, screw it, we're we're going. That we're getting sense. we're kicking on the turf like it's there to get better let's get better yeah. um, and most pro i mean most i think almost all fields are now for the yeah. most part it's yep. rare that it's grass now did you at the time or maybe now looking back did you look at that as as bonding with your father 100 percent. yeah yeah i think yeah. football um has really brought my dad and i closer we were already super close both my parents but for even my whole like my whole family all of a sudden we're kind of a football family we never Never were so we're we're in it pretty deep, but I, it definitely those those days out there with my dad, days and nights, um, where it's just me and him. It's certainly because he's seen my highs, he's seen my lows. Yeah. He sees the product I put on the field Saturdays and hopefully Sundays, um, so he knows everything. And then my mom does as well. She's come and she's walked around the track a couple times. Oh, that's just to, awesome to be there. But my dad's shagged more footballs than than I can count. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out to your father. And, and your mom, you know, 100%. shout out to both of them, seriously. You know, after high school, what were your plans? Yeah, no, college was always the plan, but honestly, I didn't know what it was going to be in terms of, was I going to play? Was I going to be a regular student? Because I did have some academic opportunities to have money to go to schools, yeah. um, but deep down I knew I wanted to play. And it was, I think, my junior year winter um, when I went to my first Coles kicking camp where I then performed well, got invited to this underclassman challenge, which was essentially the top 
50 underclassmen that weren't going to be rising seniors the next year, yeah. which was down in Orlando, Florida, to come and compete. So it was all the best guys together. Um, got ranked 24th or t- somewhere between 24 and 26 wow. in the country for my class. And that's yeah. when I'm like, okay, maybe I can go kick college football. Okay. So then once that happened, I sort of started to get obsessed with the college football, watching YouTube videos of like all these different schools, their facilities, the gear they get. Like, yeah. I, like I was going full speed towards college football and it's crazy is I didn't have any offers rolling into my senior year of high school sure coaches would pull through to the high school yeah a lot of division two II, division three and and some division one FCS like your New Hampshire Maine okay. yep. Lehigh those sort of smaller division one schools yeah um and I don't know why but I had this un I don't even know like this belief that I knew I was going to go play high level college football and it went all the way through the year Went on my first Division One FBS visit to Eastern Michigan in December, where I met Coach Nunez, saw the facilities, sort of got introduced, everything. Um, didn't have an offer at the time yet. It was just a visit. Go back home. About two weeks pass. Get a call from Coach Crate and say, hey, we want to offer you to come play football here. Um, what do you think? I'm like, well, Coach, I really appreciate it, but I'd like to see yeah. everything one more time. Make it back out there. Go on a visit. If, not an official visit, still unofficial with my parents. See everything one last time. Talk to coaches a little bit more. And uh, remember, we go up in the office to sort of have the sit down with Coach Creighton, Coach Nunez, who was my special teams coordinator, and my parents. And they're, and my parent, I think it was my dad or my mom's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to commit here. So when they came in, I told them like, hey, coach, like I want to take you up on the offer. Um, I want to commit. And I just remember like I was like, I just started crying. Oh yeah, it's a it's it was, huge. It was crazy because I didn't, I never thought that uh, I was gonna play Division One football. Yeah, and I, deep down I did, but like at the same time, nothing was secure. So you know, you went to what was it, Coles Kicking Camp? Like yep. Kicking Camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of that got you hooked. It sounds like hundred like percent. That really got you hooked. Yep. And then you said you just had this like gut feeling. Uh, what'd you say? Started like senior year of high school. That yeah, sort of that junior like, senior year of high school when I got ranked. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm a top twenty five guy five-star guy in my class for kickers like yeah i want to keep client like i liked having that ranking of i obviously wasn't the best but i'm okay. obviously very very good yeah 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 um so it's, it's kind of like that competition with yourself then it to, was to, okay 100 i see 100 so then okay so you tell your parents hey i'm committing of course it's emotional right so it's a big yep. uh, big step forward yeah um what was your time like at eastern michigan it was phenomenal um i was really fortunate to win the job as a freshman from a guy that was wow. a couple year starter, all Mac guy. Yeah. How was he how did he take it? Not not the best. Yeah. Um yeah, he, he ended up leaving the team or he sort of just departed once it yeah. was week one happened, I started. Everyone knew I was starting, made my field goal. Week two, um, this is probably the biggest if one of the biggest, if not the biggest moment in my college career was week two at Purdue. As a true freshman, I hit a game winning field goal there. Nice. Um to knock off Purdue as a we were a <laughs> Obviously, still an FBS school, but a group of five school compared to a power five Big Ten school, and we beat them there as a and I'm a freshman kicking a game-winning field goal. What, um, what was that like? That was incredible. I, I didn't even know. I, it was one of those things, again, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, <laughs> it was probably for the best that yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. Because um, you're still – when you say you didn't know what you're doing, like – yeah, you knew the the steps in the process, yep. but yet it's my third year of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, and right. it's Division One football. Holy shit! Yeah, and that's true. It's your third year of football. Yeah, in front of uh, wow. whatever forty fifty thousand people that were in Ross Aid Stadium in 
Indiana at Purdue University. Yeah. That's that is kind of crazy when you think about it cuz I, I didn't think about it. you're right. So your third year football I mean, people have played peewee football, midget football all the way up through and here third year football, you have a natural talent, you're hungry to better yourself and then, you know, here you make this huge field goal to win the game. Yeah. Not it off. was uh, wow. one of the one of the top moments for me athletically. And then that was probably one of the most exciting nights to go back to campus with yeah. some of the guys and celebrate. We celebrated accordingly that night, and that sort of really also like sort of put the cherry on top of uh, a oh, big yeah. win. Well deserved for sure. So now at Eastern Michigan, did you go? I think I saw was it two bowl games, two or three there? Three, yeah, three. played in three bowl games at Eastern Michigan. Played in the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Played in the Lend or the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, Michigan. And then the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. yeah, didn't win a single bowl game at Eastern Michigan though. No, no, that was that was an emotional. Uh, oh, I bet that was a herder. It's highs and lows for sure. Highs and lows. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, we lost on walk off situations too. First okay. game we lost on walk off field goal. Second game we lose to Pitt. <sighs> Kenny Pickett, who I think is the starting yeah, quarterback for the for Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, they won. They threw like a fade in the end zone with like a minute left to beat us in that game, and then the last bowl game. Liberty and Malik Willis just uh, did us dirty. Wow. So you're at Eastern Michigan. You're having fun, right? You're learning the position, clearly, because you've only been in for three years. So there's always you can always learn. You can always better yourself. 100%. Still am. Yeah, perfect. Who there or throughout your career so far, is there any mentors you want to shout out? Anybody that's influenced you? Yeah. No, I think my parents are the biggest because um, they've come to every game, supported me in the highs, supported me in the lows. Um, my special teams coordinator at Eastern Michigan who brought me there, Jay Nunez, who's now at the University of Oklahoma okay. doing special teams. Um, he's sort of like a second father to me. And then my partner in crime out there, which is punter Jake Julian, who graduated last year, played with the Patriots for a little bit in preseason. Wow. This past preseason. Um, those combination of those four people out there, and then a man named Bruce Dishno who – introduced me to athletes in action, which helped me find my faith out there. Between those five people, they certainly shaped the direction of my, my college career and life. Tying in faith and, and, of course, your family and everything, it's a big move going from PA out to Michigan. So how did you find that? Because sometimes a lot, of, a lot of people can't even handle, like, you know, from here to, let's say, Temple or here to Pitt, missing family, missing friends, missing what you know. I mean, so you're moving out of state picking up your whole life what was that like yeah no it was something that was the best for me um and big move you said for like 514 miles yeah um big eight <laughs> hours but no it was the best possible thing that could have happened for me um and I, i'd encourage anyone that listens to this or doesn't listen to this i always tell them like get out get out of lebanon county for even if it's for a couple months like yeah see what's out there experience something different because the Midwest, it's a different culture, it's different landscape, different weather. Um, it's just a whole lot different, and it helps shape you, especially when you're away from your family, like I was. I was on my own. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Doing, right, doing right. everything, which was awesome, because I also have two super supportive parents that have their hands on a lot in my life and have helped me a lot, which I'm more than thankful for. But just being out there and having to, A, find my faith, perform athletically and academically, um, it was fun. It forces you to grow up, grow yeah. up quick. You have to mature and and manage time. You know, manage 100%. your time correctly. Um, quick shout out because you'd mentioned 
and I'm, I apologize, my memory's bad, but the group you mentioned where you found, you know, help find your faith yeah. in all this. Yeah, that, so that's called Athletes in Action, and that's something that's on a lot of college campuses, predominantly at the Division One level, where it's a Christian-based group of athletes at a given school. Um, they'll meet once a month to twice a month um, and get together and just talk about their faith, go through whatever the leader for the group. So for me, it was Bruce Dishnow. Um, had planned for that monthly meeting and just really being supported by a group of people that a have the same interests at performing a high level athletically, but also off the field, um, spiritually, yeah. which was something I really, really benefited from. And then at Maryland, it was FCA. So fellowship of Christian athletes, similar concept, just a different name. Um, so between AIA and FCA, you can find either of those groups at, at every every major division one school that's yeah it's awesome i knew nothing about it. i'm sure a lot of the listeners didn't but that's out there and available to you because like i said it, it can be tough anytime like i said you leave your you leave your your base your family your friends everything you know and you're just kind of thrown into this especially being an athlete yep. having to perform get to practices and then keep a keep up with schoolwork that's a lot yeah no and it's i honestly dedicate my whole career and success especially over the last three years to to my faith to jesus christ my savior like that because if you look at my my stats from freshman year even sophomore year yeah, yeah. i wasn't good wasn't even close to good um, i was fortunate enough to have a job win the job and play but nowhere near my potential and i think you look at how my career turned and started going positive it's when i dove more into my faith and realized why i am playing why i do things yeah. what my goal is at the end of the day you committed yourself more to your faith and then in exchange or in return, you're seeing a benefit on the field. I definitely think they go hand in hand. I, yeah. I definitely do. Um, it, yeah, it's certainly not transactional where it's like I read my Bible five times a day, so I'm gonna right. go. I'm gonna go five for five yeah. in the game. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But it just really put in perspective why I'm playing. I'm playing to use the gift that God gave me to bring glory to Him. I'm not playing for the seventy thousand fans that are in the stands. So when I make, I miss. Um, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm really good. That's a great mindset yeah. to have. And that's why I think yeah. I don't, A, I don't get nervous and, and B, you're never going to catch me too emotional on the field. Good, bad, ugly. You got to have that even keel. Yeah. It's very rare to see me worked up yeah. on the field. And it's interesting before we started recording, I'd mentioned about my grandmother's church. I always call it that. St. Mark's. Thank you. St. Mark's. Yes. Yep. I even, it was on tip of my tongue. I'm like, I should say St. Mark's because my grandmother used to be in the, the choir out there. She would sing. And uh, I remember you know, you being a young guy and you go up and, and do the candle lighting and everything, especially on Christmas and the holidays. Um, and the deems were there, yep. you know, they'd, oh, yeah. always, they'd always sing and everything. So it's just, it's amazing to see from there to where you are now and that you're still, you know, keeping the faith and still investing in that. hundred percent. Now it's, it's crazy how everything in life builds on each other. And yeah. it's, it's the farther I go, the more I can like look back and see how certain things impacted my life to help shape the direction I'm going and how things have happened. Let me ask you this. What do you think about Tim Tebow? I think he's awesome. I love I love how open he is about his faith, not afraid to speak about anything. Um, and a lot of times I like listening to him. He's got some stuff on YouTube I'll listen to when I go for a walk. Really, really good speaker with great values. And I think he's a really good man. He seems like a great guy, very down to earth. He has a lot of charities he helps out with and he really donates his time, you know, to others. Let's get back to Eastern Michigan. Yep. And then how did you transfer to the University of Maryland? 
Yeah, so uh, my transfer year was actually my COVID year. So the 2020 season at Eastern Michigan where we only played six games, that didn't count. So I got an extra year of eligibility, essentially. And my coach, Coach Nunez, had left for Oklahoma. Got a job over for Oklahoma, home state, wife's family's from there. I'm like, he called me up. I'm like, yeah. Like, he had turned down some job offers previously yeah. um, to stay for my last year and my punter Jake's last year. But when he got that at Oklahoma, I'm like, you got to take that. Like, I'm not – there's yeah. no hard feelings for me for you taking that job. And we talked all season. Probably about once a week he would ring me up or I would ring him up. And we'd talk, but that's what caused me to transfer. Jake was gone. He had left for the draft and the New England Patriots. Coach Nunez was gone. So my two main guys at Eastern football were out. Um, yeah. Like, I know I'm good enough. Let's let's go test the waters somewhere a little bit bigger. Entered the transfer portal, and my phone started buzzing, like, right away. Like, I really? was just ring, yeah. ring, ring. And my whole goal was to get somewhere before spring ball um, so I could get there do winter workouts with the guys and they would really I feel like I was a part of them I didn't want to be a rental guy where I came in at the end of summer I'm just there for four months of the season then all right see you bye so I really got close with the guys out there but my offers coming out of the transfer portal had Maryland Rutgers West Virginia Liberty so those were all places like and Virginia Tech so those were all places I could go right away had some interest from some other schools like Duke Oregon Utah some others too, but like I couldn't get there for the winter and spring ball. Okay. And that was my, one of my priorities. Like I need to be somewhere so I can get integrated with the team. Guys know who I am. They know what I'm about, what I'm going to bring to the table. Um, and I think looking back at this season, that really translated as I was a captain three times this year. Like the guys respected me. The guys knew what I'm about and I knew what the guys were about and how to get the best out of them. So that was sort of my, my reasoning for going quick and early shows that you care because you're right just walking on and be like oh yeah i'm this stud kicker and this and that and everyone's kind of like oh who's this guy you know what i mean but to help and be there to build the team communicate with them and they get to know you as a person you know really and know what you're about and get to know your character because a lot of times you know i think people judge each other on what they see or on social media and this and that but for you to invest that time put that time in i think it was the right decision for sure no doubt yeah um hundred percent. And that's, that's something I'm really thankful for that coach locks gave me the opportunity to do, um, come in early and be a integral part of the team. Really like yeah. that, that made all the difference throughout the season. Yeah. What's it, what was it like playing for coach Loxley? He was awesome. Um, I love playing for him. Honestly, he's a high intensity guy. He knows what he wants, what the finished product he wants on the field is how we get there. Cause he was at the university of Alabama. Um, I think he was co-OC in 2018 when they won the national championship. So he's been around Nick Saban, the Alabama football. Where yeah, like the top, yeah, top tier. He, yeah, he's yeah. seen what it takes to win, knows what it takes, and that's what he's trying to do at the University of Maryland, which I think is is well on its way, having won back-to-back bowl games now. But he was just super – he's a player-centric coach. Um, oh, where awesome. he, he wants the guys to get and have everything that they need, feel they need to be successful. Um, big proponent of NIL, guys getting their paycheck. Like he understands um, really well, and I think that's why a lot of guys really like playing for him. Um, now he's intense. Don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> yeah, he'll give you stuff as easy as he'll take it away um, if you're not acting to the standard that's set. Which I think is an awesome way to because it can't just be all give, give, give from the coach and not see a product or 
right. what you want. Sounds like he hold, holds the players to a high standard. Extremely. Extremely. Yeah. So you mentioned NIL. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about it? Because something pretty new to college sports. For all the listeners, what is it? NIL stands for Name, Image, and Likeness. And that is related to the players in terms of their image. So before you couldn't, or let's just say Chad Ryland couldn't walk into A&M Pizza and they give me 10 free pizzas because I'm Chad Ryland. Whereas now they could in exchange for a Instagram post, a commercial, something that trades obviously either monetary amounts for ads or just anything commercialization of college sports where that wasn't allowed before, but now it is. And you fully support that? 120%. I'm all about the guys. If coaches can get paid to do commercials, coaches can leave whenever they want to hit the portal. I'm all about the players um, having rights to, to get those same things. I definitely agree. I mean, at the end of the day, the players, and not the coaches, they put the time in also, but players are busting their ass out there and working very hard. And it is the athletes themselves that everybody's really there to see. 100%. I think for some of these guys I've met to come from some pretty steep backgrounds um, in areas of the country where some of that NIL money makes all the difference because there's guys that are sending their scholarship checks home because mom, dad, brother, sister need the extra help financially and they can help provide it. So I think that NIL aspect really helps a lot of guys yeah, out that people don't think people don't think about it I was gonna like say, that yeah i didn't even think about that but the, it probably is huge depending on the sum of money but anything probably helps some of these guys so now how do you balance your college life and what must be some intense training i'm obviously done collegiately now and i'm going to be transitioning to pre-draft um but while i was in college working school and obviously football it's a lot there's some long nights and early mornings where it's I really don't feel like doing schoolwork after practice, but I know I have to do it because if I don't do it, all of a sudden I'm ineligible and then I'm not playing on Saturdays. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, what the hell, Chad? Like what? You can't handle your business. I'm all about doing your job. Do your job. You don't have to do anybody else's, but do your job. And that comes academically and then athletically as a part. But now that I'm a big procrastinator too with schoolwork. Are you? Um, yeah. I wouldn't think. No, I don't do my schoolwork early. Okay. I usually wait, but I always get it done, and yeah. I've always gotten good grades. So it's okay. ironic how that, how it works out that I've, because um, my dad used to murder me for that in high or high school. Because <laughs> right. I'd wait till the last minute in high school, and I yeah, and he'd probably be like, "Why are you waiting?" Somehow you know? I'm still got good grades in National Honor Here Society, all that, yeah. academic, all Mac, whatever. Like we're dang, we're rolling. It works. That's funny. I would have never thought of that. It's a balance game. Well, right. You, you know, what's important, you get done first and eh, put it off. You get it, yeah. you, but you always get it done, like you said. Yeah, do easy, easy, do hard, hard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what training did you have to uh, endure to become one of the best kickers in the Big Ten? I think a lot of it as a kicker is a lot of my own um, off season, where I'm going in the off season to work with specific coaches and get around groups of guys that are talented guys and can drive me to get better. Um, but I think a lot of it, growth for me, was off the field. So mentally, okay. how my mindset is off the field, how I interpret things, how I go about my daily life um, was a big factor. And then, two, just the recovery off the field. I went from not really doing anything to now I would cold tub every day. Really? During the season. Yeah. And my body felt as good as it's felt all year. Like, I never hit yeah. that mid-season slump where it's like, I'm – not performing because I'm tired. I felt energized. I felt fresh every okay. every Saturday. But yeah, no, it, it's just never really, never really taking a day off, or not, I shouldn't say day off, but 
never taking my foot off the gas to tap the brake. I might get off the throttle, just like ease up and go a little bit slower. Right. But at the end of the day, my foot is always on the gas pedal. You're on the gas, you're moving there's, forward. There's people in front of me that I want to jump, and there's people that are behind me that are trying to jump me. I love um, it, right. It's an everyday grind, and it's what you put in is what you get out. And for me, I've seen seen that pretty true. Because I was the 24th best kicker in my class, which is relatively low. That's not necessarily a power five type ranking, but it's a group of five so i ended up going to eastern like i did and then the time and experience i got out of eastern helped propel me to where i'm at now when you say like working out do you have a gym around here that you want to shout out that you go to regularly i don't actually i don't no? work out at, i did never work out what? when i'm home when i'm usually home for three or four days and i'm i'm chilling oh, out gotcha. so like these three days um it's a short visit it's um i'm chilling out i'll stretch i'll do some core i'll do some push-ups in the living room but i'm not yeah i'm not lifting too heavy i'm okay. always our, our weight room um, down at the University of Maryland, people can look it up on YouTube and Google, whatever, is top tier. He's got all the sensors, the gadgets, the cameras, the iPad. Like, it's it's top notch. So, it's we're that's, spoiled that's, um, that's down impressive. there in terms of the, the tools to work out with. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure if there's anybody locally, but that makes sense because your time here, you're spending with family, friends. Yep. Like you said, kind of taking your foot off the gas a little bit just to kind of recuperate and, and get a little bit of you know, rest and relaxation. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm full. I'm in full relax mode. Yeah. Right <laughs> That's now. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a good one. Cause this impressed me. I'm like, this guy's amazing. When you nailed your longest field goal, 53 yards against Michigan. And in the same game, you hit a 52 yarder as well. Yeah. What, what was going through your mind? I mean, you're playing Michigan and you hit a 53 yards. That's, that's really impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, it's a testament to the, hard work that I put in all four years of my career and then also the work of the guys long snapper ethan goff um excuse me and then the holder colton spangler and the guys blocking um like it, it's game day it's a true team effort to make kicks I, mean, I don't think enough people realize that nfl college high school like it's a full operation it takes um, everybody it's not, yeah it's not just the kicker because bad snap screws up the op screws up the kicker bad hold botches the kick but at the big house, I mean, 110,000 people. Yeah. I went to school right down the road. A lot of people don't know. Eastern Michigan's only five minutes down the road from the University of Michigan. Okay. So it's like the little brother um, to Michigan. So I grew up, or yeah. not grew up, spent four years in Michigan, nightlife at Ann Arbor, everything Ann Arbor, seeing all these Michigan fans, Michigan this, that, the other, right. kind of how Penn State is here. So deep down, I had that sort of personal vendetta against Michigan. And honestly, a lot of these bigger schools, because they didn't, no one took a shot on me, big school-wise. Yeah. Eastern was the only school that gave, gave me a real offer. Yeah, gave you a shot. Um, so I've, I had that personal vendetta all year um, of just wanting to go out, prove myself against these big schools. And I was so dialed in for that game. I don't even remember the kicks. Wow. Like, I almost black out when I'm on the field. Um, I'm yeah. that locked into what yeah. I need to do. But that first one, the 53 going towards the south end zone, um, that was a tough end to kick in. I had struggled all game or warm up mm -hmm. going that way. Missed a couple even shorter. And you watch their guy, Jake Moody, that game. He missed a 43-yarder, like bad left. And then I hit the 53 going that way. I wasn't – I knew I had the leg to hit it, mm -hmm. um, but everything had to go right. And fortunate for us, it, it, everything did go right. Yeah. Um, trusted the training and preparation, and it worked. Shout out to Ethan and – Colton, yeah. Colton, yeah. shout yeah, out Ethan to those Colton. guys. Wow. 100%. Yeah, I guess that does make a lot of sense because if the snap's bad or the hold's off, 
you know, it, it overall it'll affect how you kick the ball. Yeah, one point wow. three seconds. That's what we're rolling in. Really? Yeah. Snap hold kick is one point three seconds. So that's not a lot of time to correct anything, or you know, you got to get it perfect on that first try. Yeah. No, you're you're rolling full speed. Wow. You're rolling full speed. <laughs> is there? You know, I know you say you you kind of black out because you're so focused when you're kicking, but um, you know, what goes through your mind before a big game? Honestly, I'm just excited to showcase my ability at this point. Like, I want the stands to be full, like as many people as possible, and I want the lights to be on. I want the sky cam behind me. Like, I want. Dang, you love the pressure. Like, I want it. That gives me my adrenaline fix. Yeah. Like, I I love that. I I tell pe- people ask me sometimes like, what makes you confident? Like, how do you go about? Things? I'm like, I'm delusional almost about how good I am at what I do. Like, I'm the best and no one can tell me otherwise yeah that's sort of the mindset i've adopted over the last two years um and it's worked out but at the same time i know i'm obviously not the best because you guys got got guys like justin tucker out there for the ravens nailing <sighs> everything in sight um, yeah. so i know there's a lot of, a long way to go but i'm also confident in my ability and any kick i'm out there to attempt like i can make it i love that confidence and i think it's huge like i always say here at color tech like i'm a big proponent of promoting ourselves and what we do like on google on facebook on social media things like that because at the end of the day it's like who's going to talk about you or who's going to talk about your capabilities more than yourself like who's going to believe in you more than yourself and a lot of times it's it's just you and your close circle you know maybe your your family for sure hopefully they support and then you got your couple friends maybe that really believe in you you know but uh, a lot of times there's a lot of naysayers and people won't they won't take that risk on you yeah at the end of the day i want to be confident not cocky like I mentioned, Moody missed a kick going that way, but Jake's also a guy that I respect a ton at Michigan. We're going to be the top two guys coming out in this year's draft. And he had hit a 50-yarder going the opposite direction that game. So, like, he, he's a very talented kicker. I don't want anything to say like I was trying to throw him under the bus because oh, no, I'm certainly yeah. not. But, no, I have a lot of respect for anyone that kicks and performs well at that high of a level, and he's certainly a guy I respect. There you go. The next one I want to segue into is Duke's Mayo Bowl. You guys won 16 to North Carolina State. They had 12. Now, I'm not good at numbers, but 10 of those 16 points came from you. Yeah. No, I I was fortunate to have three field goal opportunities and then the one extra point. I was glad I got to go out with three field goals that mattered. Um, at the end of the yeah. day, that's all I want. I want kicks that matter. Um, I don't want the we're up by 50 and I got to kick a 32-yarder because we got the third-string quarterback in and we stalled out. Like, I want yeah, I want ball games. I want to make an impact. We certainly and, did that game. Yeah, that game I was able to in Bank of America Stadium is what it's called, the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Yep. So it was it was just – it just felt right. Everything about that day, that game felt right. Yeah. Yeah. You were just on it. You felt I, it. I felt incredible that game. Because I saw it was like 37-some thousand in attendance and then I forget some 2 million or something watching on TV. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a good crowd there. Probably two thirds of them NC State fans, but it got loud a couple times. And they only had the lower bowl filled. They didn't even open up the top. Okay. The top section. What is it like? Because I've only, you know, played of course here at Cedar Crest. You know, I didn't yeah. get to play in college or anything. What is the noise like at these big games? Like, what is the atmosphere like? It gets loud, especially for a field goal, because everyone knows it's fourth down. There's points on the line. So, go to a place like the Big House where playing Michigan in front of a hundred and ten thousand. Yeah. And probably 109,000 of those are Michigan fans. It gets pretty loud. At, but at the same time, it's they're there to watch me, watch us. Um, so I want to give them a show. I want to yeah. make it look good. I want to do it in style. And, and then we roll. 
and, and we were fortunate enough to do that this year. But big games in general, I I rather play in big games and small games. Yeah, um, and and have it be loud. Have make it, be it loud. <laughs> make, make it, it loud. loud. Turn I'm, it up. I'm loving it. Awesome. No, Chad, that's great because I mean, like I said, the, the attitude, the positivity. And that mindset, I think, will, will help take you a long way. Um, so I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, what's your favorite recent achievement? My favorite recent achievement? Um, that's tough. I mean, I've been blessed a lot recently. Um, just got invited to the NFL Combine yesterday. Got invited to the Reese's Senior Bowl a couple of day, or a couple of months, two months ago maybe it was. But I don't know. Getting that combine invite yesterday was pretty sweet. Yeah, um, that's what I thought it would be. Yeah, no, I, mean, I that's awesome. Not everybody gets to do that, um, and that's something. Didn't I thought I would get the invite? But at the end, you don't know until you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And seeing that email pop up that I got invited, I was like, wow, like I'm actually, I'm going to the NFL combine in Indianapolis. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it was, it was, Chad. Ah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I had to look up some numbers, and and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta check into this. In the United States, roughly 339 million people. And my wife's like, well, that's you can't really use that stat because that includes babies and kids and people that never played football. I said, okay, you're right. So I looked up the amount of football players is roughly 72,000, roughly. And out of that, I think it was only 340 get an invite to the combine. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. It's going to give me a chance to kick in front of some GMs, coaches that – not everyone gets that chance to. Right, right. Um, it's your opportunity, and yeah. and you've earned it, man. Seriously, congrats. Uh, thank you. Thank I, definitely you. Definitely congratulations. I mean, that's awesome. Thank you. So now you said after, I think you're you're leaving here in a couple of days to go down to Florida, right? Correct. So what's that routine going to be like when you get down there? No, I'm gonna, I'm going to work out, um, do a lot of my pre-draft down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and then I'm going to bounce around to a few other locations too, like Bradenton, Dallas, San Diego. Um, just to get a few sessions in with a couple coaches and guys. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be kicking down there probably four or five times a week, lifting three, maybe four, and then running probably two. Um, but every day it's going to be something with maybe Sunday being a completely okay. down day just yeah. to kind of get everything back out under me or back underneath me. Um, but it's going to be full speed. It already The season went quick. Yeah. This is going to fly by even faster with pre-draft because each month, leading up to the draft sort of has a pillar event with January being the Reese's senior bowl. So okay. I'll be playing in that February being the combine March being pro day where all the scouts come to the university of Maryland, get a chance to work out for them. And then April's the draft. So each month sort of has a wow. big event that I got to really try and ball out at and yeah, do my best. Yeah. Show up, be yourself, do your thing, you know, and have fun. Yeah. That's the yeah. main thing. You know what I mean? Enjoy it. Cause not a lot of people get this opportunity. No. So I wanted to ask you, how do you, practice or prepare like kicking and kicking in cold environments if you look back on it my whole career i have kicked in the cold um michigan i was in michigan for four years and pennsylvania all other years of my yeah. life so this will be my first time sort of doing some serious training somewhere warm which i'm excited to but that week before the senior bowl i'm gonna come back up to ohio kick in the cold there because i have a coach that's out of there that worked with me all four years um and i'm gonna kick in some pretty shitty weather there you go. Um, that okay. way no matter what i get in mobile right i'm fully prepared for it, which is huge i pride myself in being a cold weather kicker i'm not an sec guy where they get to kick in 70 degrees and sunny year yeah. round i'm a mac big 10 kicker that 
throw in the 15, 20 mile an hour winds, the 30 to 40 degree temperatures every Saturday, like let's roll. That's where I make my money. Ah, I love it. So what would you say you are uh, most passionate about? I'm most passionate about obviously kicking footballs, but two, just life, like my faith and life and how I live life. Um, in terms of how I interact with people and the impact I make on their lives. I want to make a positive impact on everybody I encounter. And I want them, I don't want anything that comes out of me to not be genuine, not be the real me. Like I won't, yeah. I won't put on a front um, for anybody. And I'd, I'd mentioned to you, like I'm unapologetic about my face. So like when people ask about it, like I'm going to tell you about it. And I know you're not supposed to talk about money, religion, like politics, all that. Yeah. Like, like, no, like I don't give a shit. Like right. I'm gonna talk about, yeah. I'm gonna talk about this. Like if you don't want to, walk away. Right, you don't um, have to listen. No, exactly. Change, change the channel. You can talk about everything else, yep. but can't talk about that for some reason. Well, I can. No, I I really love that. Seriously, ah, thank you. So now, what would you say? Because a lot of times, your passion and what motivates you is different. What yeah. do you think? I like to golf. <laughs> you like to golf. <laughs> I'm not very good yeah. at, it, but I like to golf. Oh man, jeez, I'm, we might have to go sometime. I'm not a good golfer, but uh, I like. I like golfing with buddies. And That's perfect. Eight. We'll be perfect for each we'll other. Be great. Yeah. <laughs> Have a couple drinks, you know, and just, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, better ball. I always play better ball. Yep. Okay. I like it. Oh, we'll be in good shape there. Yeah, we'd be set. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, what motivates you, your religion, family, things like that? Yeah. At the end of the day, um, I mentioned this earlier, but I'm, I was truly given a gift by God with my ability to kick handle pressure and just everything that that entails. And I want to use my gift to the fullest ability to honestly perform, but also use that platform to hopefully spread the word and just like go about things the right way. Yeah. I always want to do things the right way. Um, never just everything be genuine. Like I just want to live my life to the fullest. Yeah. You don't want to half-ass anything, especially at the level you're going future plans. Like I said, NFL combine, you got so much going on. I guess, how are you going to take in this moment? How, how are you going to enjoy it? You know, obviously, are your parents, they're, they're going to be with you? Yeah, they'll, you, they'll come They'll yeah. come to the Senior Bowl. They might pop out yeah. to Indianapolis. Um, but training-wise, I'm going to be on my own with coaches down in Florida, Dallas, wherever. But I'm really just trying to soak it all in. Like, even at the bowl game, like, I, I took a good moment before I started warming up to just look around. Mm-hmm. And then same thing at the end of the game. Like, just actually stand there, wiggle my toes, be where my feet are. And yeah. you're like, holy cow, like I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina in the Panther Stadium playing a bowl game. And I, I did that a lot of times this year just because I'm only going to get to play in the big house once. I'm only going to play at Beaver Stadium once. Right, like right. I'm, you only get to do some of these things one time, and I don't want to pass it up or miss it. Helps center you, I'd imagine, helps keep you focused, like you said. It does. Yeah, and you're it in really goal. really does. No, that's awesome. So how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on what you're doing? Yeah, no, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram at c.ryland38, Twitter c underscore ryland38, although those numbers should be changing here soon, hopefully, okay. with an addition to uh, signing with an NFL club. But yeah, social media, I usually answer, I answer, I try and answer every DM I get, um, everything that's a positive DM, obviously the negative yeah. ones all. We throw those out. I've gotten some good. I've gotten some good yeah? ones in my career. Oh, forget the haters. Oh yeah, no, I always read them too. That's what's like. I'll it probably always... motivates you knowing knowing you now as much yeah. as I do. 
It probably like, does. I like to read them. I'll send them in the group chat with my buddies and yeah. be like, yeah, someone just called me a Fruit Loop, but oh well. Like, Dang. and guys get a kick out. Guys get a kick out of them. Yeah, um, I do too. It comes with the position I'm in. I, I like it. Like I like that. I don't know. It's not gamesmanship because it's just some random dude behind the computer shooting you text. Right, right. Um, but like everything that's a thank you, like hey, you, whatever, can you help me with this kicking? Like I'm a kicker from wherever. Like, what do you think of this? I'm like, I will always, always respond back any young athletes out there that want some help or some feedback sounds like chad would be the guy i know when i messaged you about coming on the podcast and we've known each other a little yep. bit here and yeah. there but i was impressed because i'm like here's a guy you know you're kicking in a bowl game you're going to the combine and you're taking the time to respond to me you know a guy that you knew a little bit uh yeah. through blue carnal photography and taking sports pictures and like i said the church a little bit but I really appreciate that. because no, I, I appreciate you having me on. You know, too. I thought it was cool. So before we close out, uh, is there anything else that you'd like the listeners to know? I think one thing that's cool about my story that I sort of like people to know is like, you don't have to be bred from age five doing sports to really try and make it. It's all what you put in and put in consistently. Um, I only started kicking my junior year and now here I am preparing for the NFL draft. So it's just because you haven't, done something for your whole life doesn't mean you can't start now and be really 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 good at it there you go put your mind to it get after it yeah. i said to my wife before you came on i'm like i'm a big philadelphia eagles fan so for me it's always been like like david acres you know that was our guy that yep. was our kicker yep. and i'm like this chad ryland i said i don't know what's gonna happen i can't see the future but I said, I think he's going to go places, and he's going to be really, really good for an NFL team out there. So, you know, I just Thank wish you. you the best of luck. Keep doing what you're doing. Be yourself and, uh, you know, represent Lebanon County and, and, your, and your family. You know what I mean? 100%. That's what it's all 100%. about. No, I appreciate you having me on, too. This was fun. Yeah. I like having the headphones on, the oh, mic. Yeah, like, you, this is sweet. You got the look. We'll have to yeah. get some more pictures. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, uh, American Grown Podcast, just search it on Instagram, Facebook, and you'll be able to see Chad, the Bible, the uh, – Eastern Michigan, yeah, four four year uh, starter letter winner. Not everybody gets one of those, so I thought it was pretty cool. I'd, Definitely, I don't wear it a whole lot, so I figured that's the case. Oh, it's to perfect. Wear it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it right away. I was like, "Oh, what's he got on?" And then, yeah. of course, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl as Reese's well. Senior Bowl yeah. will be coming up. Get so, a bowl ring here soon too, so I'll get <sighs> get ringed up. You're gonna be like Tom Brady of yeah, all these. That's the goal. There that's we the go. Goal. Fill all my fingers. I love it. Awesome. So Chad Ryland on the American Grown Podcast in the Color Tech Creative Solution Studios. Thank you for joining me. Awesome. Appreciate you having me. Awesome, Chad. Thank you, man. Seriously. Love it. To see photos of today's guests and more content, just search American Grown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at AmericanGrownPod at gmail.com.